Hello everyone, thank you for joining us for Devotionables, brief devotions for busy people. My name is Gabriel. Today we're in Malachi, Malachi chapter 3. And it's, we're coming to an end. We've been reading through the Old Testament together using the F260 Bible reading plan. It's been a phenomenal journey and we're excited to get into the New Testament and read this thing together as we complete our journey through the entire Bible. I want to encourage you, maybe you, you started this journey with us and you've kind of fallen by the wayside. Uh, you feel like you're so far behind, it's easy just to give up. I want to encourage you to jump in where we are. Jump in, finish Malachi, or jump in with the New Testament and read through with us this journey through the New Testament coming up as we run into Christmas and the end of the year. It's going to be a phenomenal journey. And maybe to even encourage you in that and to, to help you understand what you're reading, I want to encourage this book. It's called Journey Through the New Testament. It's written by William F. Cook III. We graciously know him as Pastor Cook, our beloved pastor here at Ninth and O. But I want you to grab a copy of this, and as you read through the New Testament, maybe you'll read along with this, and that will really help put things into place for you. I can't recommend that book more highly. In fact, I usually keep it up there in my top ten favorite books. And so, read that book as you're reading. Read the Bible, and then read Journey Through the New Testament by Pastor Bill Cook. So as we get to Malachi and Brother Ryan did such a great job of studying, uh, starting this series for us the other day. I just want to remind you, here we are, it's the last book of our English Old Testament. The Hebrew Bible ends with Chronicles, but in our English Bibles we end with Malachi. And the people have been now back in their own land, back in Jerusalem. The, the temple's been rebuilt, you know, Ezra and Nehemiah, they've done their work. They've been back now for maybe a hundred-ish years or so. And we see that the problems are still continuing, that the heart of the people is not with God. God does not have their heart. They worship Him in vain, they give Him not their best stuff, and they even begin to question, is it worth following God? It's kind of set up in these, maybe a, like a, de- a deposition or a court hearing, there's these charges, and then Israel responds like, what? And then God's like, but you say, and then He shows them how indeed whatever they claim that they're charged, he actually is faithful and he has done the opposite, or they indeed are guilty of what he says they have done. I want us to look at this, this last one and answer the question, is following God really worth it? Israel's saying, you know, I don't know, God. You've had all these promises. We're still kind of in this situation. Temples in irrepair, yourself said that. It seems like the wicked, those who just blatantly disregard you, they are, your favor seems to be on them. They're doing well. They're blessed. They're, they're living it up their best life now. And here I am. Well, what's in it for me? The reality is they're not the only ones who ask that question. This is not just a question that the, those returning from exile asked of themselves and asked of the Lord. But this is the same question that really is just a modified version of what that serpent whispered in the ear of Eve and it struck a chord in her heart. Is it really worth following the Lord? And you and I, if we're being honest, that same voice whispers in our ear as well. Whatever the case may be, whether it's in just culture and you know the world, the flesh, and the devil, the three biggest enemies that we have as Christians is bombardment of telling us, trying to lead us, lead us astray to leave the God that we love. Maybe we're in a situation where 
If you're like, man, we have, we're, we're being faithful, Lord, but I see so-and-so. Maybe it's a sibling. Maybe it's a, a co-worker. And they, they give you no regard. And yet it seems like their life is flourishing and mine is floundering. Is it worth it to follow the Lord? Well, I wish we had a lot more time. And I, I would bring in, I mean, just multiple people come to mind. I would bring in Martha and Herb Searles who have been at our church for a number of years. Herb just turned 91 and said, Herb, is it worth it to follow the Lord? And I, yes, there's no doubt in my mind he would, with a resounding yes, and tell you all the ways it is worth it to follow the Lord. I wish I could bring in the man who discipled me, Bill Black. Is it worth it, Bill, to follow the Lord? Yes. Or I could bring in my Papa Harry or my dad. Is it worth it to follow the Lord? Or we could go to Hebrews 11 in this long chapter of the Hall of Faith, and we can ask these individuals who lived by faith and not by sight, who, who lived for a city that was to come that was better than anything that this world could offer them. Like Moses, though he was offered the riches of Egypt, said, no, there's something better. Is it worth it to live for the Lord? Yes. But even with all of that answering, and that would be encouraging to us, the best one to answer that question for us is the Lord Himself. And He gives this answer in Malachi chapter 3. Your words have been hard against me, says the Lord, but you say, how have we spoken against you? You have said it is vain to serve God. What is the profit of our keeping His charge or walking as in mourning before the Lord of hosts? And now we call the arrogant blessed. Evildoers not only prosper, but they put God to the test and they escape. Notice these precious verses right here. Then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. The Lord paid attention and heard them. And a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in the day when I make up my treasured possession, and I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. Then once more you shall see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and who does not serve him. And so the Old Testament begins in, in really similar ways as which it has now begun. This temptation to not follow the Lord, to not believe His promises, to, to ask, is it really worth it to follow Him? Is it not just vanity of vanities? And yet there's really the way of the woman living by faith or the, the seed of the serpent. There's just two people. There's the, the sheep and the goats. There's the wheat and the chaff. There's those who live by faith, forsaking all the treasures of this world, what they can have here and now for that which is to come, the most treasured possession, God Himself, and those who live it up now, only storing up wrath for themselves. But God calls us to, re, to live by fear, to trust Him and to live by faith. And look at the preciousness, how He takes these people. And I pray that you're one of them. And there's a couple encouragements here. And I know we're a little bit long, so let me be quick. And I'll finish up. A couple things stick out to me here. When that voice is whispering in your ear, is it worth it? Well, one, see the Lord himself says it's worth it. In multiple places, but here in Malachi, he answers that specific question with a resounding, <laughs> look, I remember you. I honor you. All right, you'll be with me. And how can we encourage our faith 
to remember in times of that struggle when we're tempted to go astray? Well, one, it's in community. When you're isolated, you are easy prey for the evil one to tempt you with that question and lead you to any sin to lead you from God. And to uh, this, notice the book of remembrance, right? And we have a book of remembrance here, right? A different book, but we could argue like, in some sense, Hebrews 11 may be part of that, right? So here, we come to God's Word. We remember His promises. They're always yes and amen in Jesus. We look to the book of Revelation. We see that this world is not really as it seems, as a veneer. And we look back and remember, oh, this is just like a, a harlot. Even though she may be dressed in beautiful attire, she's just a harlot. I long for the bridegroom. And we say, come quickly, Lord Jesus, tether my heart to you. Help me to live by faith and not by sight. Help me to trust you and obey you. Thank you for all you've done for me. Get in the Word of God. Be tethered to Him. Blessings on you.